When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 15. Chapter titled... Road Trip! I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And... Hi guys. Have you ever been on a road trip? Have I ever been on a road trip? I mean, like, where you just go? Yeah. No. I don't think so. Like where you're just like, I've got to get out of here, and you just get in the car and you drive. Well, yeah, but not for days. You don't have to drive for days. It could just be a few hours. Well, yeah, I've done that. But, like, I, I'm i thinking, like, in the terms of what what they do, like, have you ever gone somewhere where you're just like, I'm going to drive and get a hotel somewhere and not even, like, worry about where I'm at? No, but I've always wanted to. It's yeah, literally just a life's dream. Yeah. Just be like, I, I don't want to be here right now. I'm going to go and just go, 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 go until I find like some place that I feel like is just calling to me. And then I stay there and I find all these really cute shops. You stay there like forever? No. No, I make wonderful memories. I find new hiking trails. I stay at a new state park or whatever. Huh. That's what I want. I mean, that's what we've talked about. Always, mm-hmm. once our kids are gone, our goal is to travel around the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for, like, the rest of our lives. But... No, but we would have the freedom to do so. Right. And since we, we had kids when we were still children, uh, we are going to be nice and young when it's time to do that. Yep. What have you been up to, Tanya? Uh, been watching anything? Doing anything? No. No, I haven't. I... I really haven't. Mentally, I can't handle, like, processing television shows right now. Mm -hmm. And it's very disappointing to some of my coworkers because, like, I'll have two days off. And then I'll I'll get back to work and and they'll just be like, so what'd you watch for your weekend? And I'm like, uh, nothing. I didn't watch anything. And they're just like, what? What's wrong with you? I haven't even listened to audiobooks. Like, I've listened to pieces of audiobooks, but, like, haven't delved into one because my brain is just, like, going, going, going all the time. What have you been up to? Um, I've been playing all the Metroid games. Mm-hmm. Except uh, for the new one. Except for the new one, because I promised I wouldn't buy any games for a stupid year. Um, but, yeah, I, I went back and I started playing all the old ones again, so... Uh, that's it. I've been working on a thing at work that I'm so nervous about. One of my coworkers who does all the seminars for my job, because it's a plant place, but it's like a big plant place and like a highly reputable one where they do classes and all kinds of things. One day she was just like, Tanya, uh, I'm going to do one about preparing vegetable gardens for the next season and I want you to help me. So I'm like, okay, I can help you with that. Well, I've been helping her with it. And then she's like, well, you're going to be in the seminar with me. Like, we're going to be talking to each other in the seminar. And it's like on Zoom. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. Today, we pretty much finished our presentation. She goes, 
What if you just do it? And I am terrified. And now everyone at my job, and it's a big place. There's a lot of people who work there are just like, oh, I can't wait to watch your seminar. And I'm like, please don't. Don't watch it. Listen. I'm going to get fi- fired. <laughs> you get all choked up? Yes. Um, listen, you do a podcast every week. That's what they keep telling me. And they're right. You do a podcast every week. You're capable of talking. Um, a lot of times on your podcast that you do, I, I know this because I'm an avid listener, okay? Um, your husband has to try to tone down the plant talk. So now's your chance to let that flourish. But not let it too- let it bloom. <laughs> but that's the thing is I can't go off on like tangents about it. I have to actually it has to be organized and informational and like I'm afraid I'm going to say like give misinformation or like accidentally just be like uh fuck in the middle of this Zoom call that people are watching. You're going to do what on a Zoom call? I'm going to (laughs) say, say the words like, oh, fuck. Oh. On a Zoom call for Mm -hmm. work where I'm representing the company that I work for. You won't. I have not ever done that on a work call. We're very different people. I'm, I swear a lot. And I've never done it once on a work call, which is crazy. Because I'm on them all the time. That's true. There have been a few times where I've said things where I'm like, "Mm, I think that was a little bit too far. Right. But never anything like crazy out there. Right. Well, I'm nervous. I'm actually not nervous. I'm terrified. Mm. Like, just thinking about it makes me have goosebumps. I'm very scared. And that's the thing. It's Halloween season, though. It's time to be scared. Well, maybe that was her Halloween prank for me. It's telling me that I'm going to do it on my own. Because, you know, everybody has their own Halloween pranks they like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween fools. Yep. But everybody keeps going, oh, you're going to do great. You have a podcast. And I'm like, no one can see me. So? No one is going to be look like no one looks at me while I'm doing this podcast. I do. You look at me when I'm doing everything. Yeah. Literally everything. Yeah. You see me when I brush my teeth. Yeah. You see me when I get dressed. Yeah. But no one other than you and Fred watches me do this podcast. And there's going to be like a hundred people watching me talk about a very elementary knowledge of gardening. Okay. But you're still just, the point is what you're saying. I don't. I'm very, I'm very nervous. People seeing you doesn't change anything. I think it does. It doesn't. Like, if I come off as... If my body language lacks confidence and stuff, people aren't going to take what I'm saying seriously. And maybe they shouldn't. Maybe I'm really bad at this. Well, then maybe your body language will guide the way. Yep. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll be great. Yeah, that's what I've been up to this week, is I've been working on seminar stuff. And... This is what I've been up to this week. Telling Tanya <laughs> she's going to be great. And this is also what she's been up to, not listening to me. So, anyway. We haven't watched anything. We no. watched, we caught up on Young Sheldon, that was it. Oh, yeah, we did. But that was like three episodes. That show is still such a joy. Yeah, it's very good. Um, but we also watched, you know what else we watched? What did we watch? We watched Boy Meets World Season 6, Episode 15. Chapter titled. 
road trip. Good job not leaning into the microphone that time. Thank I'm really you. proud of you. You're learning. You're going to do great on your podcast. <laughs> um, Tanya, can you please? Are you, hold on. Are you comfortable doing this? Will you blur me up? Are you sure it's okay? Nobody can see me. It's fine. I can see you. Well, now you made me nervous. I don't know if I can blurb you up. Do you want me to blurb you up? I don't I don't feel like you finished asking me to blurb you up. Blurb me up. Okay. The blurb for this episode is Corey and Sean take a trip to try and clear their heads. I want to do that. I know. Uh, this episode was directed by David Kendall, and it was written by Matthew Nelson. Matty Nels and David Kendall. We're getting a lot of um, blasts from the past mm-hmm. the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Barbie Feldman was somewhere in the credits, too, and so is Jeff Minnell. Well, they're always in the credits. But the question is, now we've gotten a few weeks in a row of really good episodes. The Mm -hmm. question is, will that hold up? Because we're still getting old, um, old writers. Let's find out. Do we start in the classroom or do we start not in the classroom, Tanya? We start not in the classroom, Alden. Where do we start? In the truck. What truck? The truck that's attached to Sean's trailer. Gasp. I, I'm i very confused yes. about the layout of Sean's trailer because it looks from the inside like it's a wide like square, not a rectangle. It looks like a square and like a really wide one. And I want to know like how... Is that roadworthy? Like, think about the layout of the trailer. Uh-huh. Does it seem like a long rectangle to you? No, it seems like something somebody made for a television show to represent a living room. Well, I just picture, like, a giant, giant square box attached yeah. to the back of a truck and, like, the bottom taking f- up the entire highway as they're driving down the yeah. road. What about two-lane roads? I mean, they're in accidents. They're just knocking people off the road, right, yeah. and left. And, like, running into cows that are just grazing in a pasture because they have this giant square box on the back of the truck. Well, what are they doing now, Tanya? They're in, they're in a truck. Who's in a truck? Uh, Sean and Corey are in a truck. And mm-hmm. Sean's wearing a bandana, and, like, they're excited about this road trip. But Corey is very inquisitive, and he's like, so what are we really doing out here? And Sean's like, I'll tell you later. And he's like, well, where are we going? And Sean's like, you'll see when we get there. And Corey is just like not being able to deal with not having the details of what is happening. And his response to that was, hey, I'm sorry your dad died. Yeah. And then. And Sean says, like, "Uh, do you think that that's helping me right now? And Corey's response to that was. I'm sorry about Angela. Yeah. And Sean's like, no, seriously, like, you're really not helping right now. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, Corey hasn't had much of a chance to talk to Sean about what was going on. And I think that Corey's idea was, I'm going to go on this trip and, like, Sean's going to open up to me. And together we will get through this, like, bad time in Sean's life. And Sean's just like, oh, actually, no, that's not what we're doing here mm-hmm. and i'm not telling you what we're doing here right now no he says he's only wants to be he's out here to take his mind off of everything mm-hmm. 
And Corey reaches over to the dashboard and picks up like a a triangular handkerchief and ties it on his head like it's a bandana. And Sean looks at him really weird. And I was too, because it was definitely not a bandana. It was just like, it was like one of those little pocket, pocket. Pocket squares? Yeah, it was like a pocket square that he tied on his head. Mm -hmm. And Sean's just like, what are you doing? And he's like, what do you mean what am I doing? And Sean's like, only one of us can wear a bandana. Don't worry, Sean. Corey's not wearing a bandana. He's wearing a pocket square. Yeah. You're safe. You're, you're the, still the cool guy. You're not the bandana boys. You're bandana boy and pocket square, his <laughs> sidekick. Um, yeah, so now we cut to the an actual, like a truck stop. Mm-hmm. Like at a diner slash, no, they say it's a truck stop. Yeah, Corey is enthralled with the fact that they're at a real live truck stop. Yep. I thought he had been to one before. Um, I don't. Sort of? No, he's been like he. They were at the road, roadside diner and stuff like that. Okay, and I think it's the same set. But it does look very similar. Only they moved the like the bar to a different area. Right, but there are girls that are walking around and and uh, waitresses mm-hmm. that are like tending to the boys. Yeah, and it's like every everything that they need, a different girl comes to bring them. And Sean and Corey are both just like, oh, this is, this is great. Like, Sean's like, I'm never leaving. And Corey's just like, yes, you are. (laughs) Like, he's not accepting anything that Sean is saying as serious. Well, at first it comes across as like Sean being like, oh, I love it here. I'm never Mm -hmm. leaving. And then Sean makes it clear to him. Like, Sean's like, no, seriously, Corey, I'm not going home. You should go home. And Corey's like, what are you talking about? What, what do you even mean? Of course you're going home. And Sean's like, no, like, I'm out here. I'm going to find myself, whatever. And Corey's like, no, you're going home with me. And while they're having this conversation, the girls are all bringing them different things. Um, and so they, they each tell, they tell them each of their names as they bring them something. I don't remember any of their names except for maybe Allie. Allie, Mary Sue, Holly. Maybe I made that one up. I ha- I thought I remembered them, and now I think I don't. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like there's an Allie, but there, I... there absolutely was okay. an Allie. She was the short haired short haired girl. I thought Mary. Oh no, Mary Sue was the long haired one. Yeah. Um, and they, but they were. Like all f- all four of these waitress girls were part of a group mm-hmm. in the nineties mm-hmm. slash early two thousands. The wonderful era of girl and boy bands that were not actually bands; they were just like little marionettes that people told to do things. So in this case, it looks like I was looking at them up a little bit. Now the the group was called Nobody's Angel, mm-hmm. and I don't remember any of their songs. Do you? I vaguely remember a video, which is why I looked it up, was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I remember them. And they v- were very much, like, they lit the world on fire for about a year and a half. And I, I, I use that word loosely, but they had they had songs in, like, all, like a bunch of super popular movies mm-hmm. for, like, a year and a half, and then they weren't a band anymore. Like That was very common for any group back then because that's what it was it's a singing group it's not a band bands right. have instruments they did not have instruments right. but 
all of them. Like, there were so many, and you would, like, see one music video mm-hmm. on VH1. Some of them would get to number one, and then they would just, like, disappear. And it was common. Like, it happened all the time. There were, like, at least 20 girl groups that I can remember. Yeah, but from what it looked like, what I was looking up, and I don't know how much of this is, is bullshit and how much of it is real, but the the two sisters mm-hmm. in this episode, uh, they started the group because they wanted to, they love singing and, and dancing. Yeah, it, so did every other girl who had performed in front of their parents, families, and friends on Christmas evening. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think they start. They were like marionetted. I think they were. Well, I mean, when they started, they weren't marionetting. But the moment that they, that they sign a contract, then they're marionetting. Like the movements, the dance movements that they were doing were not something that they would have chosen to do themselves. I hope because. Yeah. It was awful. We'll get we aren't there. We're there yet. We're not there but... yet at all. We'll get there when it's time to get there. Mm-hmm. Their their number one song on Spotify is I Can't Help Myself. Which is what we hear. Which is what we hear. It has... Are you playing it right now? Yeah. It has 800... La la. It has 812,000 view... Or listens. That's not very many. No, it's not. Um, anyway... Good on them for trying, but um, where were we? They, they're, so they're, 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 they start talking to the boys. They're like, "Oh, you're from the city. We don't, we've never seen you around here before. What city are you from?" And they're from Philadelphia. And they're like, oh, "Is it dangerous there?" Daddy says it's dangerous there. And they're like, "Daddy, who's Daddy?" And then he comes out. Yeah, who is he? Uh, I didn't look him up, but I mean, he's been on like. Every sitcom. He had a bunch. He had a bunch of sitcom roles, but his voice is phenomenal. Like, and you know, our listeners will tell us who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we didn't have to look it up. No, we'll, we'll check Twitter this weekend. Yeah. Um. No. He. He. His voice is so good. Like, I. I gotta imagine he's done some sort of voiceover. Oh yeah. Because it, it was just like he. He didn't even have to like open his mouth, and you could still hear every word he was saying. Well, and it's like really rich. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, uh, he's scary. (laughs) Yeah, he comes out and he's like, why are you talking to my daughters? And they're like, your daughters? And he's like, see that over there, Mary Sue? That's my daughter. And Allie? That's my daughter too. And then he names another girl and they're like, oh, well, I'd like to hear the story on this one. And he goes, those two are my daughter's best friends, making them like daughters to me. And they're like, oh, okay, like, this is serious. And he basically threatens them. Yeah, he's like, leave him alone. And, and uh, uh, Corey's response to that is like, oh, you must have quite a gun collection. <laughs> um, Corey is brilliant this episode. It's like the best of Corey. Is it? I think so. Like, it was just, like, his perfect, like, he's not arguing with Topanga. You don't have Topanga thrown into the mix. So his, like, neurotic tendencies are used comedically the way 
that they were before Corey and Topanga started dating. Yeah, for the most part, it was good. But I, I did I did get annoyed with the way he was constantly trying to bring Sean down uh, instead of listening to him. But we'll get there. Right. Um, so now we go to the apartment. Mm-hmm. Jack and Eric and, and Rachel's apartment. Yeah, and... And Rachel and Jack are in the apartment and they're kind of like awkward walking on eggshells around each other and like kind of like peering at each other out of the corner of their eyes. Have you ever been in that situation with someone where you're like, we did some stuff, we made out, we did whatever, we kissed. And now I don't know how to act. No. God. Okay. Me we've, either, Tanya. <laughs> we've talked about the fact that I've literally lived like zero I life. I know. I know. I need to get out there and sow my wild oats. Go for it. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, no, it's it's one of the most awkward feelings in the world. I'm so glad I never had that one because I'm such an awkward person that it would probably be too much for me and I would die. Because you, I mean, you literally, you don't know how the other person feels. And more importantly, you don't even know how you feel. So, like, how am I supposed to act when I don't even know how I feel about this situation? I still feel like that with you. <laughs> Go sow your wild oats. Um, no, it's, it's, it was, so it, it was funny to watch it because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're doing great. <laughs> like, the way Jack is, like, waiting for the fridge but doesn't want to, like, ask her to move but at the same time like he doesn't want to stand there anymore so he like goes in underneath her and like shoves the orange juice into the fridge Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it was so it was perfect um but rachel goes jack we're gonna need to talk about this and jack goes oh thank god yeah we need to not now though (laughs) and so they start to talk about it and they're just kind of like going back and forth like Oh, you know, I just, I was in a very dark place and Rachel's like, yeah, you were in a very dark place and you just needed someone to comfort you as a friend. And she says, though, don't say that didn't mean anything to you, though, because Mm -hmm. that'll hurt too much. Mm -hmm. And, but then they come to the conclusion that like, we shouldn't tell Eric though, right? And Rachel's like, no, no, that would be mean. Yeah, she, he, she says that would be hurtful. Mm-hmm. And then Eric comes in with his laundry and he's like, hey, I saw you guys kiss. <laughs> and they're like, oh. And then <laughs> fade out. Next scene. Go back to the truck stop. Boom, bang, boom. Uh, Corey's still trying to get Sean to leave. And Sean's like, I'm not leaving. I want to watch them sing. And then the girls get up on the stage and they start their number. La, 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 la. I don't know. I just played it and I forgot how good. Um, it's so strange to me that during this time, there was a certain level of choreography in every music video that there was. Right. But there were people who could dance and who had danced their whole lives. And then there were people who had never danced a day in their lives. And they were told, well, you have to perform. Mm-hmm. And like you can't just sing. You have to have a choreographed dance number. Yeah. I will never forget watching. I think it was the like behind the music video for a Jessica Simpson song. Now, Jessica Simpson could like belt it out. She was not a dancer at all. Right. And she was so uncomfortable doing these just, like, 
basically TikTok dances. Like everything was a TikTok dance. It was just like small movements that could stay in a small area. And it was all like just like small legs and big arms. And it was constant in like everything. I think Mandy Moore's videos had the same thing where it Mm -hmm. was just like these little like jigs. And then like Britney Spears comes out and she is like phenomenal. Right. And And Christina Aguilera. Yeah. And Christina Aguilera was a great dancer. The girl groups. And the boy groups. They all had to do the same stupid dance every single song. Right. But the, the girl groups had a very specific way of doing it that Disney Channel actually took into all of their shows mm-hmm. for the I mean they could still be doing it I haven't watched a Disney Channel show in forever but I like Lizzie McGuire like Hillary Duff had a very specific way of performing that was this way it was like one arm up and like the finger in the ear like Mariah Carey and like it was so odd And watching this, I was like, it's just so strange to me that, like, someone directed them, like, this is how you perform. Like, Mm -hmm. the weird, like, kicking your feet out, like, shuffling back and forth and kicking your feet out was such a prominent little, like, performance move. What, what was that? It was not good. I know that. Yeah. it was clear, and, and especially in this case, but in really a lot of those cases, in, in the not-so-megastars, um, like, everything below that level mm-hmm. was all people who were told, this is what you need to do to be a megastar. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's not what makes these people megastars. Mm-hmm. Like, being comfortable and confident and good at what you're doing is what makes you a megastar. Right. Like, find your own thing that you're comfortable and confident and good at. Right. Which people like Christina Aguilera, they were all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing this thing. Right. And like, she came out with Extina and it was like nuts. Gonna get better. That was amazing. Yeah. And like Britney Spears, like did the same thing. She's like, I'm not. I'm not one of these people. Like, I can dance. And Jessica Simpson became, like, just a really great singer. Uh, And then a a reality TV star. Mostly, though. Like, okay. Oh, God. Side note. What did I start? Side note. I adore Jessica Simpson. Like, I adore her. She, like, when she first came out, like, she was my pop star. Like, I replayed her album over and over and over and over again and now i'll listen to it and i'll be like oh this this is this is rough to listen to but as a person she is so delightful and um i read her book last year and she's just i mean she's been through a lot and mm-hmm. and dealt with never having control over her own life ever and being a product and I just I cried like I read her book and I cried it was so good and she's really created her own niche in the world that is doing well and isn't based on what other people wanted her to do with her clothing and her shoes and she's doing great and I'm so proud of her and I love Jessica Simpson 
Did I insult her accidentally? I don't know what no, just happened. No, I just needed to talk about her for a minute because I love her so much. Oh, <laughs> okay. Always have. So Always anyway, the, the, the Nobody's Angel is dancing on stage. And, and singing, but it's not, they're not singing. It's just they're playing their their right. track on um, there. The, I think what was weird to me is that they obviously weren't very well rehearsed. Like the choreograph, cho- choreography choreography (laughs) (laughs) like they they weren't in in sync with each other god that's stupid why would they name a band in sync because then you can't talk about any other group being in sync with each other that is true but they weren't great at naming things back then (sighs) okay so the other thing with this group their name is nobody's angel which already is tropey. Like, it's that, like, I know I look innocent, but I'm no angel. Gross. But they also are at least 18 or 19. And they're acting like little babies all the time. Like, I'm so innocent. Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm not allowed to do anything. And I'm so innocent. But, like, they're adults. And, but there's like this really, like, there's this really, really strange thing. And it still happens now, but it happened with all of these girl groups where it was like, all right, you're going to look innocent and um, very naive and like a child. And that's what makes you attractive. Right. And that's so gross. No, it was super gross. And, and that's why so many of them had so many issues. I mean... Britney Spears had to tell people she was a virgin until she mm-hmm. was like 21. And even then, when she was like, yeah, no, I've had sex. People were like, oh, my God, are you kidding She's me? She's like carrying her children around. They're like, I can't believe you had sex. Yeah, it's it's it was all gross. And it, and it all still is, I'm sure. But um, anyway, what are we talking about? <sighs> Boy meets world. They dance. They sing. It's over. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not great. But... Um, they, like, over the course of the song, they walk up towards Corey and Sean, and they've, they've dedicated the song to them, and they start, like, singing directly to them. And, and like, touching their touching faces. Touching their face, and, and then their dad walks over, and they, like, scatter and run away scared. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it ends. Sean says, seriously, I'm leaving. Like, I mean, I'm, st- I'm, I'm not going home. Mm-hmm. You need to go home. And Corey starts freaking out on sean like you you can't like you you have to get home Mm -hmm. this is important what are you trying to do um and at this point mary sue comes over mm -hmm. and she says all right we need your help like how did you think the song was and they both are like you were so good like you guys were it was the best thing i've ever heard and they're like all right so take us with you. We need to go to the city. We could make it big, right? I don't even think they said take us with you. They said we need you to convince our dad that we should be allowed to leave. Well, they, they're like, get us out of here. Yeah. You're the only ones who can get us out of here. And they're like, uh, what? Yeah. So Sean decides, look. Oh, no. Because Corey says basically like, listen, I can't help you guys right now. I'm sorry. I've got to. I've got to make sure Sean comes home. Mm-hmm. And Sean is like, I'm not going home. And he walks up with the check to pay at the counter. Oh, and he's like, I'm, right. I'm getting out of here. You need to go home. 
And then he goes up to pay, and then he looks behind the girl at the counter and goes, can can I see that picture? And she's like, this one? And she points directly to the one, and she hands it to him. And they're like, do, do you know that guy? And Shona's like, sort of. It's my father. <laughs> and the girls call their dad over, and they're like... And Corey goes, no, no, don't call him over. He hates me. Yeah. And they're like... Daddy, uh, yeah, no, this is Chet Hunter's son. And he comes over and he's like, I knew I recognized you. Of course, you're Sean. Your, your dad never stopped talking about you. Like, how's medical school? And, um, Sean's just like, actually, it's just college. And he's like, oh man, that Chet, he sure could tell a good story. And then he turns to Corey and he goes, and you must be Corey. You're the one that Shawnee's always gotten out of scrapes and trouble, huh? And uh, Corey's like, well, actually, and Sean's like, Sean cuts him off completely. And he's like, so you knew my dad. And uh, the the dad goes over to um, the guy from Home Improvement. <laughs> Merle. <laughs> And is just like, yeah, like, we know him really well. He would always stop through here. Um, but he always seemed like he was running from something. And then Mary Sue's like, I always thought he was running for something. <laughs> Good one, Mary Sue. And uh, they're like, what do you think he was running for? And she goes, you. <laughs> to Sean. How does that make sense? It doesn't. Oh. This is worse for Sean than anything has been. Um and then uh I don't know, Merle says something where he's like, I'd be running too if I had an ugly mug like that. And, and they all start like everyone in the truck stop starts laughing and laughing and Sean is like, Should you be laughing at this? And the dad, what is his name? He's just the dad? I want to say Daddy? Billy? <laughs> B- Bill? Daddy? Daddy? Uh, <laughs> Daddy says... I'm going to I I'm gonna cl- cut clips of you saying daddy. It'll be like the, the TikTok sound. They're like, daddy? Sorry. Daddy? Sorry. Daddy? I don't know TikTok. Oh. No, I don't sit and watch it all day. That's true. You didn't know that we don't just decide what days are bones or no bones yeah. days. I thought bones days were just like, today's, I'm going to be a bones day. And <laughs> and I don't feel like it doing anything today. So today's a no bones day. That group chat was my favorite thing in the world. We were like, wait, you guys don't just choose what days are bones or no bones days? And Aubrey's like, no. And you're like, well, who chooses it for you? Aubrey's like, a pug. <laughs> And Caden's just like, you guys are boomers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, I've, I've, this, we're all over the place. Yep. We kind of have to be. We don't want to go home. We're going to stay right here. In the comfort of the class. Yeah. So, sh- yeah, they start making fun of Chet, and Sean is like, should I be laughing at this? Or should you guys be laughing at this? And then he's like, should I be laughing at this? Because he's laughing with them. Yeah, and he's obviously finding it comforting. And which obviously, like, that would be confusing. Right. And he's like, yes, like, it's okay to remember your dad this way. Um, And he's like, I just don't want to 
I don't want to forget him. And he's like, you never forget someone just because they leave you. Like, he's always going to be in your head. And he, like, touches Sean's head. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But now we cut to um, the apartment. We Mm -hmm. go back to the apartment. And uh, now Eric and Jack and Rachel are talking about what Eric saw. Mm Mm-hmm. They were kissing. And Eric's like, well, you know, I'm really glad that we're talking about this. And Rachel's like, well, I mean, it was just because we were friends and I was helping him. And Jack's like, you saw, if you saw us kissing, then you saw that I was in a really dark place. And it really, it was just friends helping out friends. And Eric is terrifyingly calm. Um, yeah. He looks like he's twitching here and there. I think it looked looked to me like he was doing the, oh, yeah, like, you guys Mm -hmm. really believe this, don't you? Okay, well. Yeah, but, uh, like, very calm. Yeah. And. Well, he says, he says, when I first saw you guys kissing, I was very angry. But then I thought about it. And then they start cutting him off and saying Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So we don't know what he was going to say. Right. Uh, so they say all of this and he's like, oh, okay. So you just, this is just, you guys went too far. And they're like, yeah, we went too far. You know, we, we didn't mean to do it. And it's just, we, we went too far. And Eric's like, yeah, it was just two friends going too far. Okay. I'm really glad we talked about this. I'm going to go do laundry now. And he yeah. walks out. And then the moment he walks out. Rachel says, I really love the way Eric can just say what he's thinking. Like anybody, any, anybody who can just say what they're thinking, it's so great. And Jack immediately turns around and is just like, I want to kiss you. She's like, I want to kiss you too. And then like, they can't just stand and kiss. They have to like roll up like a snail. On Rachel the... is a maker out. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. And, and I think, I think. Maitland Ward is a maker outer. Like it it's like it seems to me like she's just like I'm going all in for this. Whether it's like I want to be a great actress or like I really want to kiss kiss Matthew Lawrence. I it don't It was kn- probably that cuz like that would have been me too. I mean, that's pretty huge. Like can you imagine in that era like she hadn't really been on anything. I don't know if she'd been on anything before this. I'm sure she was on stuff. And even though we're podcasters and we're supposed to fact check Fuck. ourselves, we have never checked to see what she did before this because we have a lot of life outside this podcast. Anyway, but she if I mean, she hadn't done much. Mm-hmm. She hadn't been a movie star before this. Right. And now all of a sudden she's on a TV show and they're like, we want you to make out with Matthew Lawrence. And she's like, okay, I'm yeah. going to make, I'm no, getting. I think I would have tried to like eat his face too. If yeah. they were like, you're going to make out with Matthew Lawrence. I'm yeah. like, I'm taking his whole face with me. Right. So why wouldn't she? It's a good point. I, I would have to. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, um, like, it's not like a situation where it's like, uh, what's her name? Um, I, I almost said Jennifer Lopez. It wasn't Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm-hmm. When she was on and it was like, yeah, she's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right. Making out with Eric Matthews isn't a big deal. But but even like making out with Eric Matthews wouldn't have been as big of a deal for Maitland Ward either. Like, this was Matthew Lawrence. Right. 
like child actor extraordinaire mm-hmm. slash super hot teen star now. Yeah, like on the front of every magazine known to man for right. years. Right, and she's going to be the first one on the show to like make out with him. She got her money's worth. Yep. Um. Anyway, so yeah, they just fall on top of each other on the couch and are just like roll up. They turn into like a like Crustacean. a a Metroid ball. <laughs> I and you know what that 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 may be because I've been playing a lot of Metroid, but it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> of course it does, definitely. Um. Anyway, so now we go back to oh, we go to the trailer, which the trailer. really fucked me up because I didn't, I never, I didn't put together that they were driving around with the trailer. I thought they were in a hotel room that looked. Just like the trailer. And I was like, I even wrote it down, like, trailer hotel? So wait, it wasn't until I was like, how are they, yeah. like, yeah. carting the trailer around? It's definitely a giant square. You're like, oh. Yeah. So what about when, in a few minutes, uh huh, the girls are going to be in the trailer. Uh-huh. Then daddy's coming to the trailer. <coughs> uh-huh. And he says, what are you doing with my daughters in this trailer? No, he says, what are you doing with my daughters in here? He says trailer. Does he? Yeah. No, didn't put it together. If that's what he says, I still don't believe you. Um, <laughs> because I did, I thought it was just like, I was just flabbergasted this whole time. Like, how are they in a hotel that looks just like Sean's trailer? I think they say trailer a few times in this episode. Okay, well, I'm telling you <laughs> what I went through. And you're not here for me. I am here for you. So they're in the hotel. And... (laughs) They're in in Sean's home. And, um... Oh, we missed the whole, like, toast thing. Oh, yeah, there was the toast. Corey has to give a toast, which was only noteworthy to me when they're talking about Chet. And they're like, give a toast. And... Sean says, I can't do it. Corey, you do it. And Corey says, no, I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. And then Sean says, please do it for Chad. Do- you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for him. Okay. Yeah, then I'm super yeah. not going to. I but know. Corey stands up and he's just like, he was a father and he loved Sean as much as he could love Sean. And I'll bet if he were here, he'd be with you right here, right now. Yeah. Uh, but no, he wouldn't. So he didn't love none of this is true. None of this is good. So anyway, yeah. And so when we get into the hotel trailer, um, uh, they're they're basically it's a continuation of that. They're arguing about it, mm-hmm. and Corey is like, "No, I'm still like I'm still mad at you. Like you can't go. You have to come home with me. You have to go back to school. Like this is what you have to do." And Sean is like, "No, it's not." And then they start, like, wrestling, like... But, like, a, I think this is the second time in this entire series that we have seen such a realistic, like, knockdown, drag oh, yeah. out. And it, the first time, I think it was Jack and Sean, mm-hmm. where they're just, like, going for it. Yeah, no, they, like, Corey and Sean, like, end up on the floor, but it's not even, like, a like a gentle fall or, like, a cut. Like, they throw themselves onto yeah. the floor. Uh, it's a, it's very much like a, a wrestling bump that they took. Yeah. Um, so they're they're fighting on the floor and like on top of each other when the door opens up and it's the it's the girls, mm-hmm. the singers. 
And Corey's like, I guess we should get up off the floor now. And they, like, stand up. And the girls come in, and one of them is just like, so, we need your help. We need your advice to Corey. And Corey's like, I'm not, I can't do anything. And they're like, we need you to tell us that we're good enough to go out and make it big. And he's like, I can't, I'm dealing with this right now, like with Sean right now. Like, I can't deal with you two right now. And um, he starts to go towards the door and he's like, he basically turns around and he's like, but if I were to tell you, like, you're really good. Well, because one of the girls is like, come on. And then she like gives like a puppy dog face. It, it was not a puppy dog face. Tries... I know it was supposed to be a puppy dog face, but she looked like she was possessed. You hate these girls. I don't no, who directed this episode? David Kendall. David Kendall's directed like directives through this entire episode. This one was so odd to me. Um, so and then there's one in a couple minutes that was so odd to me. So this group, nobody's angel. Um, they were, they were in a bunch of movies, like I said, mm-hmm. but they were all Disney movies. Um, they were all huge Disney movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming, and this is on ABC, so this is a Disney-owned channel. I'm assuming that Disney had some sort of stake in this, and they were like, we're pushing this new group. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going to have to put them in an episode, figure it out. Yeah, but then, like, have each girl walk by and... And do a puppy dog face until you pick one that actually can do a puppy dog face. Because this girl was not it. She did not do any... Here's, here's the here's the concern, though. My lovely wife. What if they all did do that? And then she was the best one. Listen. <laughs> no. There were two girls in that group uh-huh. that could have done it better. You don't know. Uh-huh. Because I watched their facial expressions through the whole show. Yeah, sure, but... Maybe in the moment, it's it's one thing to be natural and make natural faces, but when someone says, it's time for you to make a puppy dog face, that's a completely Anything different... Anything would have been better than Mary Sue's puppy dog face. You anyway, really hate Mary Sue. I do? It's, it's fine. Like, my point is, they were trying to force them into this episode, and they weren't ready to be in an episode. Right. Um, one of the things that... Uh, uh, a company should be doing when they're trying to push the hot new talent is maybe try to get the hot new talent ready to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because maybe these girls would have been great in three or four years. Mm-hmm. They weren't here. Yeah, but at that point, like everyone knew that girl groups were just a fad. Right. That no, I- unless you were Spice Girls and could go off and like be off the rails of this trend. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. So this episode aired in February of 1999. Mm-hmm. I think this is where things are winding down and Disney is panicking and they're like, ah, this is our group now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess. Anyway, so Corey tells the girls that they are really, really good and that they should talk to their dad, that they could definitely strike big, that they're better than any band he's ever heard in his life. And as he's saying these things... Their dad walks up the stairs to the trailer and is like, what are you doing in this trailer with my daughters? And he's like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. 
And then he tries to sneak out, and, and the dad grabs him, and he's like, oh, I was so close to the door. <laughs> um, so the dad basically says, girls, I understand what you're going through. You're fired. And, and they then, all smile really big. They're like, really, daddy? And then? But because Corey has done this whole speech, right? Mm-hmm. And, and in the middle of that speech, Sean is like, or he starts laughing and Corey goes, this isn't about you. This is about them. And the dad goes, and Corey goes, this isn't about them. It's about me. (laughs) (laughs) But then, so he tells them they're fired and like, really? Thank you so much. And they're like, do you, oh, so at this point, short blonde haired girl who is not Allie, I guess, but I thought it was, goes over to him and gives him puppy dog eyes. And she goes, are you sure you can do this without us? And he's like, I wouldn't be doing it without you. You're right here. And he points at his head. And then the girls, like, grab his hands and they go sit on the cot. (laughs) All five of them go sit on the cot. And he's sitting on this cot holding one of his daughter's hands, like, in his lap. And one of his not daughter's hands in his lap while the other two girls are also like sitting on the cot. And as Corey and Sean are talking, you can just see these girls holding this adult man's hand. It, and not talking. Not talking, just staring. Yes. In no. the background. No, surely this scene should have been shot differently and they should have cut away from them because yeah. that was awkward. It was so awkward. And that's what I meant about weird, like, directing choices. Mm-hmm. That was so strange. But Corey walks up to Sean and is like, Sean, you're fired. And Sean was like, from what? And then Corey says, from me. And then Sean says something like, are you sure you can do it without me, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. And then Corey pulls the bandana that he wore into the truck stop. Uh, he pulls it out of his pocket and hands it back to Sean. Sean's just like, thank you. So the next thing we see is uh, we see Sean getting, or yeah, he gets mm-hmm. in the truck mm-hmm. to drive away. Corey, I guess, is, has to find his own way home. Corey always does. He did it with Eric, too. It's true. Um, so... I wonder if he got a ride with the same guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going as far as that farmhouse over there. <laughs> what if that guy was like one of the other girl's daughters? Fathers. <laughs> daughters, you're right. What if he yeah. was one of the girl's daughters? Whatever. I can't talk this week. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Sean gets in the truck, puts on the bandana, turns it on, and then he's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this without you, Dad. And then Chet's in the truck. And he's like, you don't have to, son. Where are we going? And then they have a whole conversation where, and then Sean's just like, I miss you. And his dad's like, I miss you too, Shawnee. Well, and, he, and then he says, but you don't have to miss me. I'm always right here and pokes him on the head the same place that daddy poked him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, it pans out and Chet's not there anymore. Right. And then we just go to credits. Go to credits. Tony, how do you feel about this episode that we've been talking about for a year a and a half? A really long time. Oh, my goodness. Wait, has it been that long? Uh, 
we're at 55 minutes on our podcast right now. We haven't even started talking about our feelings. Good thing you have a lot you can cut out. Certainly do. Um, I liked this episode. And here's why. I really liked Corey in this episode. I love a Topanga-free Corey. I think he's very funny and very natural. And I just, I really, like, it reminded me of how much I like Corey. I, I think that's all I liked. But it was enough that it made me, like, the episode was enjoyable to watch. Was it as good as some of the most recent episodes? No. Even, like, Eric, Jack, and Rachel's stuff seemed very, like, thrown together. And I think that a lot of the directing choices in this episode were strange. But it wasn't a bad episode. It was kind of fun. But, like, can they stop pushing the Chet loved Sean and cared about him and, like, right. talked about him all the time? Like, he... He didn't have to be there talking about him. Not only was he not with his son, his son wasn't good enough for him to tell people the truth about right, him. Right, exactly. Like, he wasn't there telling people real stories that really happened. And they're like, he couldn't stop talking about you. You're an astronaut. Like, it, he's just making shit up so he can sound like a good dad. Right. When he's clearly not. Right. Right. He just wanted so, to be perfect for you. How do you know? Yeah, he wanted to be perfect for you, and he was running for something? Like, no. He was a really shitty person, and I'm very, very, very tired of people making excuses for pieces of shit. We've had Flat a rough, out. We've had a rough, rough few weeks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, over my dead body, will I allow people to make excuses for people who hurt children right period like chet is the worst and was the worst and they could have done this episode in a way where it was like you were special to him he talked about you we're sorry he's gone it was nice to know him but instead, it was like, ha, 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 he lied about you because you weren't good enough to tell the truth about. And we're going to tell you that we're going to tell you you weren't good enough and that he was here all the time and that he was like always running away from you. But we're going to make it seem heartfelt and heartwarming. No. Yeah. And like. Sorry, Ghost Chet, you don't miss your kid because you weren't, you didn't know him. You right. can't miss someone that you don't know. You can wish you had had a relationship with them, but you don't miss them. So I liked the episode. It was flawed. <laughs> and uh, Nobody's Angel was something. Anyway, that's how I felt about the episode tried to keep it short since i went off on tangents gotta get out of my system before next tuesday how'd you feel about this episode i didn't like it um i don't think it was terrible and i i didn't i didn't hate watching it mm -hmm. but i didn't like it um i i couldn't stand all of the chat stuff like mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I didn't find Corey that endearing because even though he had his funny moments, he was very pushy on Sean and he was making, um, everything in this episode was like watching Sean, um, fall further into this, um, this mental state that he's going to be dealing with the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And Corey didn't help that. Corey actually made it worse like Corey made it about him again right made it about him like why aren't you talking to me like be there for him right show him that you'll just be there for him right and that it doesn't matter whether he wants to talk to you or not you'll be there for him and when he wants to talk let him talk I will say most people don't know what to do in that situation I know but that doesn't mean it was fun to watch right um I I know that most people don't know how to handle it, and especially at at nineteen or however old they are mm-hmm. in this season or at this point. Um, but it's it's very bad. Like Sean has so much to deal with. Yeah. And every step of the way here was was worse for him. Right. Uh, watching. I mean, he we're he's gonna have to deal with all this the stuff that he has to deal with with Chet like forever. Mm-hmm. But now he goes to this place and finds. Out that his dad was there all the time when he wasn't at home. His dad was there all the time talking about how great his son was. Oh, wow. So he loves me. Oh, and he was also telling everybody how how all of the things that you were doing were not true. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and Corey was always in trouble and you were helping him get out of trouble. Like, you literally have told everyone the complete opposite of the way that things were working. Which is just going to make Sean feel worse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, he loved me then, I guess. No, that's not what that means at all. It like, was like it was like a group gaslighting. And I don't think it's that far-fetched because everyone wants Sean to feel better. And, and to make him feel better, they think they're going to try to say things about how great his dad was. Like, that's not out of the realm of of possibility either like yeah that's people do that all the time where they're like psychologically if you there's a confusion that comes from a bad person dying right where you're like why am i sad i should feel relief right and because he felt sad it's almost like people are giving him the reason like of course you feel sad like your dad loved you but it's not even just it's not even just him they're all learning that chet died too and they knew chet and there is a psychological you'd never go to a funeral right Mm -hmm. and hear people talking shit like Mm. in like a funny way you would in a funny way but you don't hear people actually saying like this person hurt me right because that's not the time or the place to do it nope that's what you say in the car on your way Away from the funeral. <laughs> um, but, and, and I think everyone else is kind of f- thinking that the right thing to do here is to say, ha Chet was a funny guy. He always mm-hmm. lied to us. He never told us the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do think, though, it's also people try to give memories to people who are mourning. Like, they try to give them uh, happy things to remember that person by. Right. I remember when my mother-in-law, not your mom, but my 
ex-mother-in-law when she passed and she's, she was very close. Like, I mean, she helped me raise the boys for a long time. Um, and she, I remember her as a sweet and wonderful woman who, I mean, I genuinely loved a lot, mm-hmm. but for a while I had to basically remember what people had told me about her because I also had a lot of trauma at her hands and my sister's memories of laughing with her over something or my friend's memories of working for her or like different things were actually those are the good memories that I have of her still because my own memories are attached to negative repercussions that happened personally i think that people do gift people like fun memories of people to remember them by i don't know if that makes sense but yeah i do i mean yes absolutely but it also leads to moments like this where it seems like gaslighting Mm -hmm. um but anyway that's how i feel about the episode um yeah it was fine it was not an episode I expected to talk about for an hour. I think we do tend to talk about like the the mediocre ones longer than the really good ones. It's true. There's a lot to dissect about what is wrong with it. Well, and and I don't know. Like you don't just want to be like, eh, it was, it sucked. Mm-hmm. Like, because it it didn't. It. it had its good moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were there were funny parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were also, I mean. I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy the Jack, Rachel, and, and Eric stuff either. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just... Except for the fact that it seemed so realistic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Tanya, yeah. anything else you want to say before we go? Mm, just thank you for listening. How about thank me for editing? <laughs> you have so much to edit this <laughs> week. <laughs> and on Halloween, too. Oh, spooky! In between... Being the Uber of the family. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Anyway. You're going to. It'll be fine. I always do. Yep. Um, tell people where they can find us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at, at BM. Oh, wait. No, not at. That's Twitter. <laughs> you can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group where we chat Boy Meets World. Um, just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world into the search bar and you'll get approved and you can come and chat along with us that's gonna do it for us thank you for joining us this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season 6 episode 15 do good class dismissed